We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years, Andy. We decide not to do a, you know, we, we decide to not do a post game after the Miami Heat game, and you know, Jordan Pullmania takes over. Yeah, we want to give us a little breather, give us a little time to think after that loss when we recorded. You know, I was all also all crazy. Sam had a few texts from a few buddies that said, "Why are you so mad?" I said, "Are you watching this fucking team?" Then the next night, nobody plays. Except for our guy Poole, and and he carries the Warriors. He looked like Steph Curry out there, and the Warriors are back. They are back in title contention, just like that. <laughs> Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kuminga, the future is here. Just peak Lakob strutting around, feeling feeling great about ourselves. Um, I want to start on on Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole mania across the Bay Area right now. Um, you see our friend Dr. Narav Pandya saying, Uh-oh. kids. Kids coming in to see him say their favorite player is Jordan Poole. <laughs> just, just loving it, loving it. And you know what? It makes sense. If I was, if I was thirteen, I'd be like, "Steph's an old man," but Jordan Poole—that's my guy. That is my guy right I, now. I was uh, after the game, just thinking about it. I, we were there watching Jordan Poole's first season, and I, I think it's not like it took him four seasons to get here, right? It, it, it's only been—it's only been two seasons since. And he looks like he's going to get paid. And he looks like if the Warriors are going to championship this season, actually scratch that. If the Warriors are going to make it to the Western Conference Finals, it's going to be a lot of that is going to be because of Jordan Poole. 11 straight games in which he scored 20 or more. Um, And I kind of want to just take a bigger picture. Obviously, by the time people are listening to this, everyone saw the Heat game. They know know what happened there. But it's, it's not just this game. It's been like his consistency over the last stretch and I mean, he's exciting. He, he, he's a player the Warriors have not had in the Steve Kerr era, which is, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of been Steph and a bunch of two way wings. He's not really a wing. He's not really a point guard, but he can just play. I I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. I, I think that's, he's the, guy that they were looking for off the bench forever and a guy that I don't think Steve Kerr necessarily likes 
off the bat. And he's been a lot more than that, right? He's yeah, not so, just so a can we, can, we, can we talk about that? Because we always like mm. dance around it. Why do you mm. think, why do you think Steve? Because to me, he is the biggest front office win of the last few years. Like obviously oh, you, take, easily. you easily. take lottery picks, you expect lottery pick production. Like Jonathan Kuminga has exceeded. Yeah, it's an easy pick, though. You know, it's an easy pick. But it's it, there's expectations there. But Jordan Poole at 28. You knew you were getting a player who was raw and he's, I mean, he's, he's going to get paid whenever it's his time. Um, well, we know what it's going to be his time. He could get an early extension this summer, but more likely to be, you know, his contracts the following year. Sure. Um, and he is, you know, you got a gem when people do the, if we redraft, how high does he go? Huh? Cause that's, that's the way it is. Like I, you saw people throwing that out on Twitter today and it's, it's true, you know, okay. Jaw Zion. Darius Garland, yeah, they go ahead of him, but he was the 28th pick, and it's hard to say if you redraft it, he doesn't go in the top like six or seven. Period. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to answer the initial question, I mean, I I think Steve Kerr doesn't like him because he's not a Steve Kerr player, right? Like that, that. What does that mean? Yeah, I, I, we're watching a lot of college basketball right now, and we watch the way these teams play, and it's a lot of hey, set a screen, off ball run around, set another screen, keep passing, flow the offense type of stuff, right? The, the old Princeton kind of motion offense style. Let's get everyone involved. That's what Steve Kerr is. And it works. It has worked. That's why they won the first championship. It works when you got Steph and Clay and Draymond Iguodala because those guys are geniuses and also great shooters. And also like guys like Clay and, and Draymond, they're not Break you off the bat, break you off the dribble and score at the basket, right? So they prefer to play that style of basketball. Now, Jordan Poole, is a different story. And it always felt like, especially last season, when he, when guys like Brad Wanamaker and Nico Manuel were playing in front of him, it always felt like, yeah, Jordan Poole is just not that guy that's going to seamlessly fit in that offense. He can play in it. We've seen that this season. He can play in it. He can excel in it. But that's not who he is. Right now, last night, did you, how many times you see Jordan Poole play off ball? Right? Like, not very, like, that's not who he is. He's not Steph Curry like that. And I think the Warriors haven't had a guy like that ever, ever since I guess KD, but whatever, like that's KD. KD is on another level. You, <laughs> it's you not do KD. whatever the hell KD yeah. wants if yeah. you have him. And, and that, I think you're right. That's the thing. Um, he probably like, he wants to dribble the ball a little more than Steve Kerr wants. I, and he's not the defensive force Kerr wants at the two or the three. Like he's, I, I think he competes defensively, but like, you know, he's not Andrea Godala. He's not, prime clay thompson defensively so it's like those two things uh, those are players that steve kerr has traditionally not liked and i feel like the evolution here is as much about the coaching staff as it is about jordan Poole, because on some level the coaching staff need to evolve like it's fine to play the style you wanted to play when you had like you said clay thompson Andre Godal in his prime. Um, when you have Kevin Durant come in, when you have Harrison, but when you have all these wings who can do the things you want to do, but now the Warriors maybe don't have as much talent and there needs to be some adaptation to talent that isn't necessarily your ideal first choice fit. Like we know Steve's first choice fit would be a wing who can defend and can all like he wants Kawhi Leonard. Great. We all want Kawhi Leonard, you know, like, but like at at a certain point, you got to realize that 
you got to work with what you have. Thank and you. Jordan Poole is one of your most talented players. And you got to make it work with him. And right now it's a little easier for, for Steve probably because Steph's not out there. But like in the first part of the season, we they play well together too. That's the that's the big question. Um, and Marcus Thompson, who, who will get on the pod to discuss this at some point, but um, you're going to have to, he's going to have to figure out how to get that to work. Um, you, you just cannot look, maybe Steph Clay, all those guys come back, maybe it comes up, whatever, but he he's going, you're going to have to figure out how to cater some of this offense to Jordan Poole because you can't just simply say, let's run back. 2014 15 because those guys are back with two games left to go and we're just going to figure it out that's not sam that's not happening right now it could happen next year maybe you know steph clay dream all those guys are fully healthy but right now jordan Poole is the best player on this team right now but i don't even think it can happen if those guys come back because we don't know no we don't know we haven't we don't know i feel pretty confident that they need another they need another shot creator and Jordan Poole is the best shot creator on this roster, um, obviously outside of Steph Curry. Uh, I think that's part of it. I think I, I think back to the games we watched this season and how much teams throw just gimmick defenses at Steph. You know what I'm saying? Like the the, the two to three bodies, and obviously Clay helps. Uh, you know his shooting helps, but you need someone next to Steph who can break down a defense if they're going to throw two bodies at him. And that used to be Draymond Green, but he's not the scoring force he used to be. And it, just to me, I think they need both. I think you, yeah, of need, course. you need someone who can, who can attack a defense and be that secondary creator to really not have those situations where you're like, God, the Warriors offense, they just can't get anything going because there's two guys trapping staff and they're, they're passing in circles. Well, it's not that it's not that I'm saying they don't need them. It's it's that they can still win playing that way, but they might not be able to win at all playing that way anymore. We don't, we I mean. don't, yeah. we, but they also like, they don't have enough time, man. They just don't, they just don't, they, they can't just put those three guys together with two games left of the season and say, all right, let's figure it out. Right. Like right now, Right now, Jordan Poole is helping him win basketball games. And so well, if he makes them more dynamic, that's what it really comes down to. They, those guys are older. They need to be more dynamic around him. And well, there's more than one way to be dynamic. Like I shocking. don't know if Steve Kerr thinks that, though. That's the problem. <laughs> like, what, would you be surprised? Those three guys come back and Steve Kerr runs the exact same style that he's done. I mean, I bet you Draymond probably prefers that. Like, Steph probably does, too. Like, I no, just, no, those guys want Jordan Poole next to him. I feel well, pretty, I mean, I'm not saying that though. That's yeah. a, it's a difference between having Jordan Poole next to you versus playing a style that I think fits Jordan Poole better. Like, we they're gonna run split, split cuts with Jordan Poole when they come back, <laughs> they're gonna spend split cuts. That's not that's not taking advantage of Jordan Poole. Like, I just I, I, I'm a little concerned. That's all. It's just it's hard because they really needed these 15 games to play together and they're not gonna get it because Steph is out. That, that's just my concern. And next season, it's not going to be concerned because they're going to play the whole season together, you would think, right? So, but right now, it's like, yeah, Jordan Poole's doing all this stuff. But once Steph and Draymond and Clay are on the floor, it's just, it's just, they just play so different. You, you think that what they're going to cater it? To, I don't see it. What do you say to the fact that their best lineup combinations involve Jordan Poole next to Steph Curry, though? I, I mean, I agree. I need it. I need it. I would love to. It's, but then you got the Clay Thompson, then he's coming back, right? Like, then you've got to fit him. And that's like kind of the, they did. You know what? They're running out of time. They're running out of time to fit all those guys together. 
Sure. But to me, okay, let me take this a step further. Let's assume Steph, um, I don't want to jinx it, but it doesn't seem like his injury is as bad as it could be. I think, I think he's going to come back before the end of the regular season. What do you do when he comes back? I don't hear. That's such a good question because are, are you asking me like who's starting? Who's like, what, sure. Yeah. What do you, starting? what do you think? Okay. I mean, I mean that, yeah. I mean, cause we know Jordan Poole wants to start. We know Kevon Looney is going to start cause you can't just start with Draymond at the five. So it's a matter of who's going to sit. Is it Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole? Or Clay. Hear me out on this one. I'm, I'm about to get, I'm about to get out there. I'm about to, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little pie in the sky here. <laughs> I think Clay should be the one who comes off the bench, not because I think Wiggins is better than him, but because I think Clay can come off the bench, affect the game, and Clay, I think he's going to be better doing that. I think you lose Wiggins if you take him off the bench. Mm. I don't think Wiggins has the mental capacity to be a player who comes off the bench and impacts a game. Whereas I think clay can do the Manu Ginobili, Andre Godala thing where it's like, okay, I don't start, but everyone knows I'm finishing and everyone knows the ball is going to be in my hands when it matters thing. Um, and my logic behind it is you want to get more Jordan Poole in there next to Steph Curry. And ideally you want to close like, cause we, we all agree closing lineup. It's probably Steph Poole, Clay, Draymond, and then the fifth guy is matchup based. Could be Wiggins, could Otto. be Looney, could be Otto. Okay, really, it's probably and honestly, if Andre comes back healthy, could throw him in the mix too. Right, right. So right. it's going to be something like that. Um, but from a starting standpoint, I just I think so much of like how Andre Agdala came off the bench, even though we all knew he was better than Harrison Barnes but it made Harrison Barnes play better to play with the starters. And then we all knew when it was, you know, when it was serious time, Andre was out there. And like, sometimes Harrison was with him. Sometimes he wasn't, but like Andre was out there. I'm wondering if that's not the move the Warriors need to make with this roster to maximize it going into the playoff crunch, because end of the day, Clay's going to shoot the ball when he's open. And it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't worry about his mental confidence in terms of coming off the bench or not coming off the bench. Andrew Wiggins, uh, who we weren't even talking about, he played amazing in the Miami game. Amazing is probably the wrong word, but he played really well. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. He's played really well when he's been next to Stefan Poole because that means he doesn't have to dribble the ball. He just gets to spot up and defend, which is what he's good at. It's like the Harrison Barnes thing. If you let him do the small thing, in a small defined role, he's effective. If you ask him to do more, which is often what he's been asked to do in these lineups without Steph or without Poole, that's where you get kind of the, the limitation Wiggins dribbling into an 18-footer thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Two things. First one, <laughs> I ain't telling Clay Easton on the bench. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure if, you, if, you, if the starting lineup plays not in it, I think he'll still step on the floor. Um, so don't just, don't just start the game with a, I'm kind of Clay, joking. Clay, but the, Clay's just going to tell Looney I'm playing the five. Yeah. Sit down, sit down, <laughs> Kev. Uh, the other thing, I mean, I, I just, I, I right. I think we know that Clay's not sitting. I, the second part I think too, is he's not Andre. 
stylistically. And I think Andre was great because he could man a bench unit. You just peek a pass. You could, he just made all the, the right plays. point guard. Yeah. Clay's not right. We we're seeing what clay is when he doesn't have someone like Steph that can get him a shot. It's, it's too much dribbling. Uh, and he doesn't trust guys to get open looks. So he's just chucking that shit up every time. And it's ugly out there. If you're going to pick a guy that's closest to Andre to come off the bench, it's Jordan Poole. Like it, that's him. Like if there's a guy that needs to come off the bench and, and get some shot creation and make the right pass, like it's not definitely not Wiggins. Like you said, uh, I don't think it's clay uh, because he's just going to chuck more shots up. Um, it's Jordan. The problem is he doesn't want to sit either. And so, and so that's the issue. And, and, and for me, it's like, it comes down to almost, yeah, Wiggins, you're just the worst player out of those guys. You, you just, you just got to take a seat. But you, but you can't I lose him. But is he, like, is he going to, are we, are we giving him too little credit? Is he just, is he really going to, that's fair. That's is fair he really point. that soft? Like that's kind of, you know, I don't even think it's a soft thing. I just think he plays best in the smallest role. Whereas, um, yeah, yeah. I could see a world and I agree with you. I, I'm talking like a hypothetical world, which won't happen. Clay can absolutely be the guy gunning in the second unit. And then in the, when the half closes, he's playing more of that traditional role. We've seen him play next to Steph and Draymond type of thing. I think he would just be, cause he's, a, he's a better offensive player than Andrew Wiggins. Even no matter what he, you know, he is, I just think he's, he's got the game that's more likely to adapt to that role than Andrew Wiggins does. Um, and I, I, I really do think you want to get more pool minutes because the issue with pool coming off the bench has been Steve Kerr's had a hard time getting him 30 minutes a game. Uh, and this team, they just need, they need them more Jordan. Yeah. He needs they to need play him. more. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've seen too many exotic defenses thrown at Steph. Um, he is really the only other shot create. He's the only other guy who can get a good shot off the bounce on this team. So even when, I mean, we saw, we saw a couple games and I know Steph claimed Dre didn't play together much, but like the pool wasn't even closing those games. Right? That's a problem, right? Like I'm with you. He needs to be in, in those closing minutes, whether it's the end of the half or like somebody at the end of the quarter needs to be closing, whether it be Steph or pool, like that, that's just simple as that. Right. So I'm with you there. Um, the question becomes, I mean, the, the question isn't who closes. Like, that's the toughest. That's, a, that's the most important question. It's who closes, right? And we know Jordan Poole is going to be there. Um, I, think, I think part of it is, I mean, Steve's good at managing egos. I mean, look, you got, you're going to have to figure out what to do with Jordan Poole because he is obviously better than Wiggins. And right now, he is definitely better than Clay. So it's and and I have a hard time believing that Clay is going to be like, yeah, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, sit, on, I'll sit on the bench. <laughs> I was out for two years. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go take a seat. Like, I just, I don't believe that's possible, that that's possible. And so you, you take the worst guy off the floor and that's the other issue is then you got Steph clay and, and pool playing defense. And it's like, yeah, those three guys, I mean, especially clay right now, like those three guys aren't really playing, aren't really going to play great defense. Right. So that, that's, that's the another, other reason. That's the that's other reason you want to put Wiggins in with them. Cause for, for whatever you think Wiggins has been pretty reliable as a wing defender. Yeah. So you can you can throw clay in the second unit with like GP two, um, to kind of alleviate it a little bit. So I do think that would be the better rotation play, but it's 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 a little pie in the sky. I mean, Steve Kerr did mention it's not. It's not. He did mention they're going to have to play matchups more, and like 
less of a lock starting lineup type of situation. Um, I don't think he's there yet, though. I, but I, yeah, but even if he does that, that's not Clay. Like what he means is probably Looney. Like what he means is he'll probably just bench Looney and start Auto, or, or something like that. I don't. I don't know. Like, but I, that's that's what I would think. Um, but I, the the tough part here is like it really is. You're gonna tell Jordan Poole to come off the bench when like at the end of the season. Right. Like, yeah, I'm sure they'll tell him that. But I just yeah, that is that is hard. I mean, we want to be happy and this is going to be a great uh, end of the season here. And he's going to be amazing. It's just it's just really tough to see what they're going to do. Um, that's that's the tough part of these injuries, man. Like they just it feels like the Warriors have been just generally unlucky this season with injuries still three years running now. Like they just even though those guys are going to be healthy at coming going into the playoffs, it just seems like they can't catch a break. The other thing Jordan Poole allows you to do, which is something they haven't done forever, is have someone who can kind of lower the mileage on Steph Curry a little bit, right? Like, obviously, Steph is out now, but if you're thinking into next year, and this is more about, like, why you need to keep Poole going into the future, it's going to be important to be able to limit Steph's minutes in the regular season, make him maybe more of a 65 game player, maybe more 30 ish minutes instead of 36 minutes. If you want to see Steph playing at this high level till he's 37, 38. And so that's another thing pool brings to the table as someone who uh, you can kind of run your offense around, especially as he gets better and keeps moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the other, I think on the silver lining side, I think next year is going to be, um, it's, it's just going to give them so much more. They just, they need to play together. I feel like I keep harping on this. They just need to play together. We don't even know how effective a Steph pool, uh, Draymond and, and clay closing lineup is going to look like. It sounds cool in theory. In theory, they've got three great shooters. You know what I mean? Then they two, two it's very dynamic. Yeah. yeah. In theory, but we don't know. We're not going to see it until, you know, they play the Pelicans in mid April. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's, let's, um, let's talk a little Jonathan Kuminga. I thought he... I mean, I, I'm going to pull up the numbers here. Since February 1st, he's averaging... F- almost 15 points a game in 25 minutes. I think his growth since the beginning of the season has been the most shocking thing to me. I knew he had talent. I did not expect it to translate this quickly Um, against Miami. He looked dynamic. He, he got a very rough rookie whistle there at the end, but he keeps getting better and better. And I'm, he's another player who, um, you know, it, it, Jordan Poole's third year going into fourth year, he is he's he's ready to play in those moments. Kuminga looks like a guy who can contribute in the playoffs now, and he might be fighting for a starting spot next year as early as year two when he's Ooh. age 20. Wow, do you are full of takes today? Jeez, I, <laughs> I love I love it. Um, he has this ability to finish at the rim almost at will. Um, and getting to the rim, we talk about Jordan Poole providing something that none other, no other warrior could do except for Steph. Kaminga can do something that no other warrior can do, period. Uh, nobody can attack the rim the way he can. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is athletic as, as Kaminga, but he's not going to the rim like that. Andrew Wiggins also doesn't finish at the rim the way Kaminga does. It almost feels like it's automatic. Like the, the, his touch around the basket, it's incredible. Like, it, I'm not used to seeing it. Same like Andre, amazing, athletic, no touch at the rim, right? Um, everybody that they've had in the last five, six years just doesn't have the ability to just, he can literally just turn around, shoot a push shot, or just drive to them and turn around. And just fit. It's just like he never, ever misses. And uh, he's also relentless. He's not scared. How many times have we seen a warrior go to the rim and kick it back out for a three? Like, it's just, it's just, it's, it, that's like warrior's DNA. And Kaminga's like, nah, absolutely not. Uh, yeah. He's, going to be closing games i'm with you next season again it just for who but that's not that's not really the that's not really the problem right now he's just do you you also agree with me like that aggressive mentality um if you play basketball you either have it or you don't you know you don't necessarily develop it staff has always had it but like his younger years he wasn't physically strong enough so you saw him like try to barrel in there and get like beat up right like that sort of thing uh but he always had that aggressive mentality kuminga has that aggressive mentality and he has like the strength and he hasn't even filled out his body yet so you can just like imagine this scenario where like when he's 24 and he's got like Kawhi Leonard Jimmy Butler type strength and you're just like it's it's gonna be like the Warriors might be one of those teams that we make fun of where it's like their star players just living at the line you know because no one can stay in front of him the whole time so uh, he's exciting I for me the most exciting part again comes back to how fast he learns and how adaptive he is he seems to respond so well to 
kind of the tough love coaching. And, and like, I, I guess I'm just a sucker for that sort of thing, but it feels like every time Steve Kerr challenges him, he's like, Oh, you don't think I can do that? And then he responds immediately. You know, that's, that is like Jordan Poole. That is exactly like Jordan Poole, right? It, it's, it's, you give him something. Um, he's too aggressive. He makes mistakes. You don't necessarily maybe like the style that he plays. So you bench him. We saw Jordan Poole get benched. We saw Kaminga get benched mysteriously all season, right? We've talked about it. And then he answers this way. He answers by, by doing this. And I think that's the mindset, you know, that that's the mindset. I think that's, what's going to make him a very good basketball player. I don't know if he's going to be a hall of famer, but like you talk about Andrew Wiggins, maybe not willing to take a seat on or not willing, but he, maybe he'll won't be able to survive taking a bench role. Like Jordan Poole and Kaminga have been through a lot more just in this season versus than what he's done. Right. There's someone like, and this is not a knock on Andrew Wiggins. They just seen adversity. Um, so I think looking forward, I mean, back to back now, we're talking about Poole and Kaminga. If you're talking about two guys that are going to close next to the core three, right? Steph, Clay, and Draymond next year and the year beyond, isn't it just those two guys? Right? It's, yeah. It's and, just and, those and two I guys right actually, there. I think you're actually bringing up the point where it's like um, they're going to, they may end up taking the spot. You know what I mean? Like Steve Kerr, I think anyone who's followed the Warriors knows. Kerr doesn't want to close with Jordan Poole. He's just played so well, he doesn't have a choice. He's taken the spot, right? It's like that kind of like if Steve had his way, he would close with all the best defensive guys around Steph. And that includes Wiggins. That might even include GP2 ahead of, you know, um, Jordan Poole. Just because that's that's the way Steve Kerr thinks. He wants that much defense around him. Uh, He thinks that matters more. Uh, and, and in general, he's probably right. But Jordan Poole's playing so well, he he takes the spot. He's like, Steve, you, <laughs> I'm gonna make you reconsider your thoughts because I'm gonna because I'm gonna play so well, you don't have a choice. Um, doesn't it feel like Kuminga's on the path to do the same thing? Probably not this playoffs, but like going into next year, where it's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve, I know you want to play Looney, but I put up 25 points in 20 minutes. You're yeah. playing me. Yeah. Give, give the, give Kamingo a full off season of his own training and work, right. Same with pull and then working with the warriors developmental staff, uh, a kid's going to come back ridiculous and you're right. I mean, they might not be able to start him, um, because he's not, I guess a quote unquote true center, but he's going to be closing. And I think that's, it's not Looney. It's, it's Andrew Wiggins. It's going to be a lot of like, you're just, you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to close with Kaminga. He just brings an element, especially if next season he shoots like 36% from three, right? 36, 37%. It's, it's, it's. Or, or tightens the, tightens the handle. Imagine um, Kaminga already kind of gets to the rim when he wants to, because he's just that good an athlete and aggressive. Imagine him with like a tighter handle, like, ugh, you know, like you can just, you can do the Giannis thing where you just like, it's like, you know, Giannis isn't the greatest shooter, but his handle is strong and he's got like the athleticism and size where it's like, all right, you know, force me away. Kuminga also like he shows signs that he can pass a little bit. So if he tight, if he does tighten that handle, then you can probably use him like the same way you use Giannis a little bit where it's like get downhill. If they send three bodies that you pass it, but otherwise just dunk on everyone. Not him as the, I mean, I hate throwing the honest comp, but it's like the same idea, you know. I think I think a better comp than the Kawhi one, just just because I think 
he fits better as like a role man, role man, big man. Whereas Kawhi is like a just give him the rock and he's just gonna make yeah, him pull up range. Pure wing. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's a yeah pure hooper too. Um, <laughs> like 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 Kawhi, he like less so Kawhi. I like that. Like more more Giannis. Where it's like if you have him as the dive man. The Drew Giannis pick and roll is unstoppable, right? Like if you get Steph, Steph Kaminga, or you just put Kaminga in the short corner and have Steph Draymond to Kaminga, like that's right. That could be special. So, um, yeah, bullshit foul calls. Um, I'll say that. That's the other thing you mentioned it earlier, but um, good defense. Like it, it, we've seen rookies play a horrific defense. It's not like Kaminga is a great defender, but he's like he has a chance to be an All NBA defender. Yeah, if he wants to be. He has the instinct, and obviously he has the length and athleticism. But if he wants to be, he can be an All-NBA defender at some point in his career. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's showing really good defense for a rookie. There's no reason he shouldn't be competing for an all-defensive team spot if he, if he commits to it over yeah. time. You know, it's like it reminds me of watching a young Paul George or even a young Jason Tatum where you're just like uh, they have the tools – they have enough feel it's are they going to do the things to get themselves to that level and in both those guys cases they did and Kaminga could too so another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We got one last topic to get to. Oh, this boy. Be, um, oh, boy. A1, number 23, uh, greatest defensive player, self-proclaimed greatest defensive player of all time. Draymond Green had some comments today on his podcast about one LeBron James. Congrats to LeBron, second all-time, probably in 50 more games or so, 50 or 70 games or so, he'll be first all-time, and I can't wait to see that. And I hope, Steve Kerr, I'm throwing this out there right now, if LeBron James is passing all-time scoring record and we have a game, I'm going to LeBron's game and witness history. So that's what we're doing, Coach Kerr. Yeah, I'm deep sighing. What is why? Why? I, I don't I don't understand why. I mean, I get it that that he loves LeBron now because uh they're a quote unquote family together, but just La Familia. Unprompted. Uh, yeah. Unprompted. See, that's the craziest part. It's not like somebody got on the show and was like, Hey Draymond, how do you feel about LeBron's uh, uh quest to break? the all-time points record, and, and Draymond, where are you going to be then that happens? Are you going to skip a Warriors game? Like, it's not like somebody came on and asked him that. It was completely unprompted, and I, I don't know if it's unnecessary, but it's just like, Draymond, nobody asked you. Like, frankly, nobody cares how you feel about LeBron's uh, points record. Why bring it up? You know, you yeah, know, what, it remi- you know what it reminds me of? Oh, it, reminds you of your, it reminds you of your friend um, who, who's usually single. But then they get a then they get a, a girlfriend and they have to weave them into every conversation. <laughs> we all have that friend. Like I, oh, it pains me to. I, I don't even know why Draymond's going there. To be you're going to, you're going to dinner one day and and then your buddy's like, oh yeah, Jennifer said it's a great spot. And they got they have great uh they have great pasta. Like it's like dude, nobody 
<laughs> oh, I, I don't want to have to roast Draymond for this, but I'm just sitting here and I'm like, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I care as much as some people who are very uh, annoyed on social. But on the other hand, I'm like, you know what you're doing. You're way too smart and calculated. You're just trolling your own fan base. And for what gain? What it, for what gain? What, what, what are you doing here? Are you that mad that you haven't got a contract extension? Is that what's going on here? Is that, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, it feels like a calculated move. That's all I'm going to say. But for what? contract extension sure but like for what like fans love Draymond. like and i get you know the twitter stuff like there's twitter does not represent any high percentage of the majority of warriors fans out there right most people don't care but it's like and maybe most importantly sam and it's not so much about the fans but like what do you think steph feels about it clay right like those are those are his guys andre gadala how do you think those guys feel i don't know i i, I don't know they, they can't sit there and just be like yeah, I mean, that's just Draymond being Draymond, right? Do you think they do that? Or do you think they're it's like... It's a whole, like, if I can play a game, but LeBron's going to set the record, I'm leaving that game to go watch LeBron. It's, fair. it's, like, it's just oh, come what? on, dude. Yeah. Like, hey, no one cares that you're, like, boys with LeBron. No one cares that you're down to, um, you know, like, it is what it is. We, we get it. But it's, like, that sort of stuff. It's, like, don't make people second-guess your commitment. I don't, I personally don't second guess his commitment. Like I've watched him compete too hard. I just, I just don't get it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's the best way to put it. It's like, we've seen him play. We know he's going to give it his all. (laughs) And I mean, it looks like the Warriors aren't going to play the Lakers in the postseason, So that might be a good thing. (laughs) Um, Oh, wait, no, the Lakers are back. We're going to meet in the Western conference finals. Yeah. (laughs) They got to go through the, oh man, Phoenix looks like the greatest team of all time, but it's just, it's, like you said, it's just not, it's not necessary. Like, it's just not necessary. I don't, I don't think anybody cares. Everybody knows your clutch. Everybody knows that you, you now have made a lot of money since you've been on clutch and you're still going to make a lot of money moving forward, but there's just no reason to keep doing this again. If he gets mad and if, and his now his mom's on Twitter, Sam getting mad. Uh, and they're like, and they're like telling people to shut up. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to blame the victim here. Draymond, you did it to yourself. Like you, you, you poke the hornet's nest, you troll, you try to troll the fans and now you're on Twitter and your mom are arguing with, with Twitter. That's your fault. That's your fault. That's it's fans are going to be fans. That's your fault. There was no gain to that comment. It just felt like a defiant, like trying to push a button thing. Yep. And yep. like you said, you poke the hornet's nest. Don't get, don't get mad if you get stung, you know, like yeah. it just, it seems it, it seems like that. And he's, again, he's too smart. Like I refuse to believe like he doesn't know what he's doing when he does this sort of stuff. For what? For what? Right. Like there, there has to be something. Is this like a plot twist that no one's going to see coming? Is this like a, like a murder mystery plot twist here that nobody, nobody knows what the gain is. Cause I, I just, Sam, I just feel like if I were Steph Curry, I, I wouldn't be that happy with this. If I were Clay, well, Clay probably doesn't give a shit. Probably didn't even know this is happening. But it just, it's just not... Dude, the team needs just trying to win a championship right now. You know what the Lakers are trying to do? I actually don't know what they're trying to do. <laughs> I actually don't know what they're trying to do. The Warriors are trying to win a championship. What are we doing here, Talk, You know, Draymond, what are we doing here? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, hate to le- I hate to leave it on that downer, but it's also like I, I don't know what else to... Yeah. 
it's just it's needless you know and, and then he's gonna probably come back and within the next two to three games he's gonna play like peak draymond and we're all gonna forget about it and yeah. and that's that's the deal when you're that good you know so yeah. annoying anyway we'll leave it there we'll be back guys appreciate you all